Welcome to the Let Us Reason Together broadcast with pastor-teacher Dr. James Sutton of Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church. Please stay tuned to the end of the broadcast for more contact information. And now your host, Dr. James Sutton. Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walk of Truth Radio Podcast. This is your Real Talk Weekend Let Us Reason Together show, where we discuss everything under the sun. So let's get started. This week has been particularly interesting because I've been listening and watching, always listening and watching and observing people as they go through their issues, their problems, as I call it, their circumstances incidents and accidents and there's something that I see in uh, in people that are that are Christians they don't understand the point of suffering still they do everything to try to avoid going into suffering to the point that uh, suffering for Christ's sake is not even in their uh, psyche not even in their mind Excuse me. Not knowing that uh, that's part of the life journey of every human being. Our days are full of trouble. Trouble comes our way. We can't avoid it, whether we're a sinner or a saint. But there's something about suffering that helps us grow and conforms us into the image of Christ. And yet, not trying to be a masochist by any sense of the matter or sadist but understanding that there's a point for our suffering and that sometimes during our suffering we will be left in the suffering there may not be a deliverance from the suffering if you read your Bible carefully in the Old Testament Israel went into captivity several times and I'll be preaching out of Jeremiah this week about Nebuchadnezzar this Sunday. And we missed the part where it says Nebuchadnezzar is my servant. God said it at least twice. And Nebuchadnezzar was an evil, despot, cruel ruler. But God used him to chastise the Israelites. And he told them that they would be in captivity for 70 years. And as the pressure was put on the first time Nebuchadnezzar came, he did destroy the city, but he just took away the nobles and what we might call the intelligentsia of Israel. And then the second time he ransacked the city and took all the vessels. And what I find out when we go through trouble, we are looking for someone to tell us that God wants us out of it. That God doesn't want us to go through this thing we're going through. That God is going to deliver us out in a short period of time. And what I see is that's not true. That's not necessarily true that God is going to deliver you out of the trouble that you're in. You may die in captivity. I'm going to say that again. You may die in physical 
financial, emotional captivity. The key is those are external things. I'm going to say that again. Those are external things. You may be at the bottom of the rung in history right now to where society is. You may not have the economic uh, ability to completely take care of yourself and take care of others. You may be mentally, emotionally bankrupt. But God is still good because in that time of your trouble, he wants you to seek him. And in that captivity, he told the Israelites that he wanted them to prosper, have children. Don't focus on the trouble. Focus on the God that's in the trouble with you. A good example is when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were put in the fiery furnace. God was in the furnace with him. Yes, he delivered them out of it. But the key word to that that whole narrative is when they said, even if he doesn't, he's still God. And that's where we have to get saints. We have to understand that we may die in the circumstance that God has allowed us to be in. But even if he doesn't deliver us out of our uncomfortable moment, he is still God. Now, I know, you know, that's politically and religiously right to say, but do you really believe that and trust in that? Can you trust God when he doesn't deliver you out of the circumstance? Can you trust God when his chastisement will possibly leave you in that uh, place of pain until your death? And maybe allow your children to be born into this place of pain. See, you, you, you have to look at the bigger picture. Maybe God is glorified by how you handle and go through the part where he won't deliver you from. Let's go to Paul. Paul had a thorn in his flesh through Satan. And God simply told him, even after asking three times, the man who wrote two thirds of the New Testament told him his grace is sufficient. How can I rest in the favor of God when it feels like I don't have any favor? Because the grace of God is bigger than temporal favor. Yes, it can overlap. It can move in temporal time. But God's grace is eternal, meaning that. If I rest in his grace and mercy and his love and have faith in it and trust in it, I can overcome the circumstance and rise higher emotionally and spiritually and sometimes physically than the tragedy situation that I'm in, than the pain that I'm going through, than the disgrace that may come upon me by my peers and my loved ones. If I truly trust and rest in God, you can believe in something, but it doesn't mean you trust it. You can believe something is is right there in front of you. You believe in it, but you won't drink from it. It's a glass, but I don't want to drink from that glass. Why not? Because I don't trust it. Okay. But you do believe it's a glass. Yes, I do. But it's the trusting 
when your belief turns into trusting God, no matter what, then you can see some things in yourself and in God that you never could see. You have a will and God has a will. Jesus showed us that in the Garden of Gethsemane that he knew what he had to go through. And part of him, the human part, didn't have an idea of the pain that would rack his body, the pain that they would inflict upon him. He had to experience it moment by moment. And yet, the bigger picture, the salvation of the world, depending upon him, taking on the evil, the sin, the pain, the, 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 the eroticism of torture, And then receive the wrath of God poured out on him that was due for us. And he said, not my will, which would probably be to run away, but let thy will be done. The bigger picture. There's a bigger picture in your pain. I don't know what it may be. I don't know who you are, but I can tell you this. There is a bigger picture in your pain and it's Jesus and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide you and mold you into Christ to put you in the fiery furnace and let the dross of this world burn off of you see because you are his you are like refined gold you start off with dross but as life and the pains of life and the sufferings of life continue to burn off all the impurities because in your worst pain, you seek God. That's something strange about the nature of man. But it's throughout time and history. It's only through the times of pain that we cry out to God. And men, with their macho self, lift up their holy hands and pray to God. I would tell the men, look at the women who are suffering in your church with absentee fathers with having to raise their children all alone and it's something about a woman when she praises God you can tell that she's given all she has to God with us men not understanding all that she is going through and all that she's going through just to come to fellowship with the saints and then we sit back as men and a lot of times we're the reason why they're in their condition and we fail to come to God. Whatever is wrong with the church, whatever the pain the church is going through, it's because the men have not stepped up and taken their rightful place. The women are carrying the burden and they're lifting up their hands to God, searching for men who are willing to carry the burden of being a godly man. who's willing to be more than just the world's puppet and chase after toys and join clubs and do all the interesting things that men do, wear other men's jerseys and seek for other men's approvals and yet never get on his knees and seek God and repent for what they've done and what they're doing. Lifting up our holy hands in pain what does God have to do to you? I I do not pray for the God to, to put pain on you just for pain's sake. 
But I do pray that God would have put enough pain on you that you lift up your holy hands and pray and repent and turn from your ways. I pray that God takes you to the woodshed and if need be to keep you in the right posture spiritually, continue to inflict that pain until you close your eyes. The Bible tells us simply that the pain and the suffering and the afflictions that we experience while we are on this earth is nothing compared to the glory that we will experience, the joy that we will experience, the unspeakable joy that we will experience when we are with Christ Jesus. When we're with the Savior, this is going to be counted as nothing. So I want to encourage someone today who's going through the pain. Your deliverance may not come. You may have to suffer until death in the circumstance, incident, or accident that you're in. Don't even ask God why. But seek his face and ask him, what are you trying to show me in the midst of my pain? And whether you deliver me or not, whether you deliver me or not, whether you bring me out to put me in, if this is where you want me to be and this is the posture to which I pray and give you praise, glory, and honor, Lord, leave me here because your grace is sufficient. I know this is tough teaching, but it's scriptural. This is real talk. This is not Bible study. This is trying to get yourself to be the scriptures and see the scriptures holy. The full counsel of God from Genesis to Revelation. Because you're going to close your eyes one day. And you know what the Bible says. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. There are two kinds of people. Those who confess, believe, and trust on this side and those who will confess and believe and won't get a chance to trust on the other side. But they're going to bow their knee. But they're going to bow their knee with an iron rod. So with the time you have left, because it is fleeting, repent and turn from your ways and ask God to show you yourself in juxtaposition to himself being holy. And then maybe you'll start appreciating the pain and will be delivered spiritually even though you may be left in it physically. Hey, this is Pastor Jay with Walker Truth Radio Podcast. Again, thanks for listening to the Real Talk Let Us Reason Together show for the weekend. I always want you to be encouraged and be blessed and be at peace. If this show and our lessons have been a blessing to you, You can go down in the description box and donate as little or as much as you want by using the cash app. Uh, We are also on Venmo and we're also on PayPal at W-I-T-M-I-N at Yahoo.com on PayPal. Donations are tax deductible because we are fully 5013C organization. And again, I want to thank you in advance and all of your donations will be used for the ministry and getting the word out.
because Jesus saves. Hey, Pastor Jay, look forward to talking to you next week. And again, be encouraged, be blessed, and be at peace. And always remember, walk in truth. Peace. Thank you for listening in today to Let Us Reason Together broadcast with Dr. James Sutton. You may send letters of prayerful support and your tax-deductible financial gift to Walk in Truth, 7852 Milan Avenue, St. Louis, Missouri, 63130. If you are in need of prayer or would like to contact the ministry, call us at 314-629-0024. You can also visit the ministry website at www.walkintruthministries.com or email us at witmin at yahoo.com. And be sure to check us out at Walk in Truth Ministries on Facebook and Walk in Truth Radio SoundCloud. Be sure to tune in next week for another thought-provoking broadcast from Let Us Reason Together.